The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the fourth chapter. So Jesus came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty forever. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water, welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying, I have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. But you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called the Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. In a few weeks on Good Friday, we'll read the Passion narrative. And from the cross, you'll hear Jesus say, I thirst. That Jesus suffers thirst isn't some throwaway fact. Instead, it's an expression of his real, visceral, unimaginable suffering. David describes his suffering like this. He says, I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. 
The Psalter is brimming with songs of lament, and the vocabulary of that suffering finds its fullness in Jesus' voice on the cross. There, Jesus thirsts. And although he is given sour wine to drink, it isn't life-giving water. It doesn't ease his suffering. Instead, it keeps him awake and dying. It's a remarkable thing that in the Incarnation, God has put himself in a position to need even the most basic of human needs. On the cross, God will put himself in a position to suffer even the most excruciating deprivations, from thirst to humiliation to abandonment. But perhaps the most remarkable thing we learn about the thirst of Jesus in our gospel lesson today. It was about the sixth hour, around noon, when Jesus, wearied from his journey, sat beside Jacob's well in Samaria. And a woman came to draw water. This, of course, isn't the first time that a man met a woman at a well. Jacob himself, running away from home after he had stolen his brother Esau's blessing, found himself looking for his uncle Laban in a land several hundred miles away. And there, at a well, Jacob met Rachel. It was high day, perhaps noon, about the sixth hour, when Jacob single-handedly rolled away the stone that covered the mouth of the well in order to give water to Rachel and her flocks. He kissed her and wept. And when her father Laban met Jacob, Laban cried out, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And suddenly this distant land had become just like the Garden of Eden, richly watered by a flowing river and in which God brought Eve to Adam, bone of his bones and flesh of his flesh. Although Adam and Eve were driven from the garden, God would wait for them, just as Jacob waited for Rachel seven years, which seemed to him but a few days because of the love that he had for her. That's what happens when a man and a woman meet at a well. And so the woman of Samaria comes along and finds Jesus thirsty, wearied from his journey at the sixth hour, sitting beside Jacob's well. Not the same well by which Jacob met Rachel, but a great well nonetheless. A well which had given water to Israel's descendants up to that day. Now, unlike in Jacob's story, Jesus is the one who is in need. He is thirsty. So he asks the woman for a drink. It turns out that this isn't the first time that has happened either. A well shows up in the story of Isaac and Rebekah, Jacob's parents. Abraham had sent his servant to his home country to find a wife for his son Isaac. And there the servant stood beside a well and sought a sign from God. He would ask a young woman for a drink, and if she gave him water, she would be the one appointed by God for Isaac, like Eve for Adam. And it happened just so. Now, when Jesus asks the Samaritan woman for a drink, he is not met with a similar offer. Instead, she scoffs that he, a Jewish man, would talk to her 
an unclean Samaritan woman, much less ask her for a drink. And this is where Jesus takes hold of the story. If you knew the gift of God, he says, and who it is that is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Are you greater than our father Jacob, she replies, and it's a good question. After all, if anyone could promise living water, Jacob is probably the best bet. He's the one who rolled away the stone from the mouth of the well to give water to Rachel and her flocks. He's the one who dug this well and drank from it along with his children and his livestock 2,000 years before that day. And that well is still there to this day. But Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And suddenly that wayside in Samaria had become just like the Garden of Eden, made verdant by the water that Jesus promises to give. The faithful woman replies, Sir, give me this water. She had no husband, and if this were like every other meeting of a man and a woman at a well, we should be hearing wedding bells. And we do, although it's not the wedding you expect. It's not like the wedding of Jacob and Rachel, although Jesus has waited ages for this. It's not like the wedding of Isaac and Rebekah, although Jesus would give himself to the one appointed for him by God. This betrothal scene at the well, at the sixth hour, Jesus wearied and thirsty, it finds its fullness in Jesus' voice from the cross. It's not on Mount Gerizim in Samaria, nor at the temple in Jerusalem, that we worship the Father. Rather, it's on Golgotha, at the cross. In the crucified flesh and blood of Jesus, that true worshipers of the Father are met at the well by their bridegroom. As Jesus is pierced for our sins, the water that flows from his side becomes for us a spring of forgiveness, welling up to eternal life, still flowing to this day in the living waters of holy baptism. Jesus thirsts because he has given you everything you need. And so when we come to Good Friday and you hear the Passion narrative and you see Jesus wearied and suffering, bearing the burden of your sins, remember this story. You know the gift of God. And you know who it is that is saying to you, I thirst. So ask him to give you to drink. And he will give you living water. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. Amen.